Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Champions are made on Sundays. World champs, baby! Congratulations to the Super Bowl champion. Legends are made on Sundays. Toward the end zone. It is Seattle's going to the Super Bowl. Really good breakfast is made on Sundays. Get me a vodka rocks. Mom, it's breakfast. And a piece of toast. It's Football Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher, featuring the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, and college football's biggest games. And a look ahead at today's NFL action. Herbert stops, launches deep. Jalen Guyton, he's got it! Touchdown, Chargers! Rough roll! Football Sunday, Rashad and Joe on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. Oh, it's sweet. Sweet, sweet victory uh, is what USC cannot say um, <laughs> about their opportunity to uh, to move forward. But, you know what, Joe? I need my theme song, bro. I need, I need my theme music right now. Do you got it? Uh, I don't. Oh, my God. Joe. And my, uh, my normal way of making that happen... While we have a board and a studio, Rashad, we're like 85 to 90% complete. Excuses. I know. Excuses. What we were, were going to play is the Grammy Award nominated. Wait. Are you serious? <laughs> no. Of course not. Like, of course you, not. If anybody's getting the Grammy, it's those backup singers. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't know. There was bars spit on that song. So uh, I'm sure a lot of you don't know the song we're talking about. It's called uh, <laughs> Must Be the Money. Which is exactly what it must be because there's no good reason for any coach to ever want to go to coach in Boulder. And, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I mean, well, there are a few reasons. Snow. Beautiful. And this, this coach doesn't, snow. this coach doesn't strike me as a, uh, as, <laughs> as a, a snow guy. You know, he's, I think he's kind of like me looking out the window like, damn it, man. This is going to do all, this is going to last all day. The jet lands in Colorado and he's like, this is like wait a minute. Get me back to Jackson wait State. Wait a minute. I'm going to, you know, where Jack, if you know where Jackson State is, it's warm. It's warm 90% of the time, uh, that is, that he's there in, in, in Jackson, uh, Mississippi. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's not very warm. Uh, here in Boulder, and if you don't know who we're talking about now, if you've been living under a rock for the past couple hours, Prime is going to to Boulder. Dude. Deion Sanders 
is on his way to be the new head coach of the University of Colorado. What a get for Colorado. What a get. You don't like this, Joe, but what a get for the Pac-12. <laughs> Rashad, I need to give you some uh, historical background uh, context into my college football fandom. Let's hear it. So there was a time years ago where I was a confused college football fan. I didn't know who to root for. I didn't have a team. Um, the the early days of the Chip Kelly Ducks, that was when Duck fans were their most insufferable, and it was hard for me to join that fan base. I didn't want to because I was felt like I was having a converse, uh, not a conversation, a fight every weekend with a buddy or two about why Oregon is not as good as they think they are and why the Pac-12. So I was against the Pac-12 years ago. And so when I was looking for a team, Rashad, to root for, one of my big, uh, well, a few of my qualifiers is like, I want them in a Power 5 team. And I was like, I want a school with some tradition, some history, right. some, you know, uh, something cool, something different. And I went with Colorado. I was a Colorado Buffalo fan for probably about, two years and then i realized that colorado is basically what you said my god why would anyone want to come here our co- our football team is trash so i'm going i'm going a little bit of heel turn here rashad go buffs i think i still have my colorado buffalo shirt from like 10 years ago i threw that baby on yesterday yeah i am on the dion train in colorado Send me to Folsom Field. I will run side by side with Ralphie the Buffalo onto the field. No, I, I love it. I love you know, this hire. As a, as a kid, man, there were there were guys that went to Colorado. They were like, man, Cordell Stewart oh, went yeah. to Colorado. Yeah. You know, and he ended up being a uh, kind of one of the the, the prototypes of the uh, mobile quarterback and the guy that can do a lot of different things. He was almost kind of the the very first Debo Samuel or the very first Christian McCaffrey just lined up in a bunch of different positions sometimes. He kicked, he would play receiver sometime, he would do a little bit of everything. So Cordell Stewart was great. Eric Bieniemy, you know, uh was good, you know, when he was there. So I remember Colorado for having some pretty good players. Again, I mentioned the uh and forgive me, I want to say it was the Fiesta Bowl from 2002 where they they made it all the way and they played the Play the Ducks, you know, in the Fiesta Bowl. And uh, it was that one play where Ontario Smith, you think he's going to get tackled, and he kind of it looks like he's going down. He kind of does his weird spin and continues for on for a touchdown. Like, pretty – I remember them having a, a great program. Things have fallen off uh, really bad uh, drastically since then. It basically then. started when they hired Dan Hawkins uh, back in – early mid 2000s yeah this was him coming off of his stint at boise state where he got boise state basically to their prominence and so once he did that then colorado signed him and that success did not translate whatsoever and he ran that program into the ground that was in the that was in the big 12 before they moved over to the pac-12 like they were getting crushed by Oklahoma, yeah. Kansas. Like it was bad over but, there. When but, they brought him over to the Pac-12, I was happy because I was like, I like Colorado. That's cool. They'll be cool in the jerseys, Pac-12. black and gold. Like man, cool colors. Like- I remember seeing them upset um, Pat White in West Virginia back in like 2007 or something like that yeah. in Colorado, and it was a blackout Pat game. White, wow. I know, right? That's that's a throwback for you. Um, but it was a blackout game, so all of Folsom Field, it was sold out. And the entire stadium was wearing black. And when they beat West Virginia, who I think was like a top 10 team at the time, 
they rushed that field, and it was just this blackout wave that just took over. It was one of the cooler moments I remember seeing in college football where it was just huge upset, and that's one of those moments I remember from Colorado. I know they can get back to that point, and this Dion hire, college football now, is if you can recruit, the X's and O's aren't as important. You got no. a whole staff behind you that can help you out with that. If you got a guy like Dion that can bring those kids in, all right, bring them in and let the assistants and the OCDC get those right hires and get those kids coached up that way. And you just thank you so much because that's a perfect segue into our next. So we might as well might as well break and then and then come back and talk about this. Dion Sanders going to Colorado. What does that mean for Oregon, Oregon State, Washington? and the rest of the Pac-12. We'll discuss it when we come back right here at Football Sunday on the Fan and the Odyssey app. You're listening to Football Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. I like this beat. Did you make this, Joe? Is this you? <laughs> if I made this beat, Rashad, I would not be here. I would be hanging out with ASAP Rocky and his crew. So. <laughs> and, and Rihanna. I think this that is means a, you get to hang out with Rihanna. I think this is actually a Clams Casino, baby. I think it would be impossible for me not to hit on Rihanna if ASAP was my friend. Oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't be his friend. He would, yeah. I would be the first I No, we, we would have to be because there's no way I'm not going to say some slick stuff yeah, to no, his grill. I, wow, I, you, you look really him. great today. Like everything just seems Man, inappropriate when you're talking that to Rihanna. Baby bump, Rihanna. Yeah, right. Yeah, everything just seems inappropriate <laughs> as you as you say anything. Man, you want you want a glass of water, Rihanna? Like everything just sounds inappropriate. So two ice cubes or three. Man, uh, Dion going to the Pac-12, huge deal, um, but a bigger deal because a couple reasons. Number one, I believe he's got a contract, and I didn't see exact numbers, but it says more than $5 million, which instantly puts him into the top five of Pac-12 coaches um, off top. More than Dan Lanning. Uh, I want to say, geez, I'm curious who the highest paid coach is in the Pac-12. I want to say it's It's probably Lincoln Riley. I want to say it's Lincoln Riley at USC. But right now, Deion Sanders coming in at Around five million, maybe a little bit more. I'm not really big on checking people's pockets, but what he's done is come to the Pac-12, and instantly all of the the cameras went from squarely on Oregon, squarely from Michael Penix Jr. and everybody to right down there in Boulder, Colorado. Because if you know what Deion Sanders has done these past three seasons at Jackson State, it's it's been brilliant. I love historical black colleges and universities hbcus but unfortunately hbcus don't get the respect uh as football and basketball programs that they probably should there's some amazing athletes there and they don't really get that respect in a lot of ways they're they they don't they don't get the shine we don't see them on tv i think the only hbcu game you'll see on tv is the bayou classic which is uh grambling versus southern and it's the battle of the bands they do it every year you'll see it on uh, I want to say it's NBC that's typically it's held on, but that's the only time that the world ever really gets to see uh, HBCU football. Doesn't really happen. Deion Sanders made it to where HBCU football was on TV more often. Maybe not a whole lot, but more often than it actually was. 
he was able to snatch the number one player in the country. We're forgetting this. This is the first time ever, ever that the top player in the country said, I'm going to a school that doesn't even get a chance to compete for a national championship. I'm going to a school that probably that that doesn't give kids opportunities to win Heisman's. I, I don't. There probably is, but I don't know if there's ever been even a Heisman candidate from an HBCU. Deion Sanders is now going to Colorado with a much bigger budget, gets a much bigger bag, and now gets to recruit some of the best players on the West Coast. And he already has a Southern tie because he's been in Mississippi for the past three or four seasons. So he's got that. So he's got that pipeline. He was able to snatch the number one kid in the country last year. So he clearly knows how to recruit everybody. Once he gets in your living room, more than being a coach, he's prime time, bro. Like his his touchdown celebrations are still, in my opinion, the, the most iconic touchdown celebrations of I anyone s- i still do the primetime dance if Seriously. i'm just like walking down the hallway somewhere i'm just tapping the toes man like, hey hey you ever <laughs> you ever got lucky or something like that you know went on a date and got lucky and let do a like, primetime <laughs> dance back yeah. to the car <laughs> yes you know what i mean we've we've all hit that prime once or twice in our life you know whether you knew you were doing it or not and I so i want to say that he i want to um attribute him this quote you look good you play, play good. good you play good they pay good. Mm, there it is. There it is. Remember, this is the same guy that showed up to the combine, hopped out the limo, ran a four-one, hopped back in. Yeah, he's uh, he's the same dude that told. <laughs> yeah, the, a four-one. I don't know about that. That's what he, that's what he said. And guess what? Nobody's disputed it yet. That's the urban legend. That see, that just adds to the prime time aura. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I heard he hopped out of the limo, didn't even wear cleats. Yeah, ran a four-one in Timbo's. There was a there was a, another story that the Giants said that they want to see you know something about his his workouts or something like that. And he was like, "Well, shoot, I'm not going to be on the board for you to pick me at that point." Like <laughs> he knew prime time knew off top same dude to score a, a touchdown and a, a home run in the same same day, same week, something like that. I can't remember what it was. Like prime time is different. So you have this iconic player. Who people still, who kids still recognize as being an iconic player. When you talk about the greatest athletes of all time, the list starts with two people, right? Bo who are Jackson those two people? And Deion Sanders. That's it. And then from there, you'll start filling in people from there. But it typically starts with Bo Jackson, Deion Sanders, and whichever whichever order you want to put that in. So you bring that recruiting, you bring that attitude, you bring that cachet to the Pac-12. There isn't one coach currently in the Pac-12 with that type of cachet. Not one. Kirby Smart is the only one because he's got Heisman winners. So he's the only other guy that can really say, yeah, man, I mean, you got that, but I got some Heisman winners. And then Dion can say, bro, I got Super Bowls this, I, 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 with multiple teams. Th- this hire feels like what Arizona State was trying to do with Herm Edwards. Absolutely. But obviously it was terrible because – his former agent was the AD or whatever the connection was. Like, this feels like a way better, cooler version of that <laughs> coaching hire. And um, also, just quick note for you, um, I don't know about any other player, but the only quarterback to be invited to New York from an HBCU school was one Steve McNair from Alcorn State. There he is. 1994. He is the only HBCU quarterback. Again, I don't know about like other players from other positions, but I would assume that uh, 
a running back or a DN from an HBCU hasn't been invited to no. New York. So. No, probably not. Um, but probably um, not. to go on this, man, it's like it's crazy how a coach change like this, not from a schematic standpoint and like a game plan can change the trajectory and the feeling around your program. Right. Like I was reading uh, on Reddit earlier this year, like someone asked like Colorado fans, like what do you do on game days? Like what are your Saturdays? Like drink. <laughs> and it was very much just like, Hey, I go to this stadium. I can relax, hang out. I don't take it as serious. We're probably going to get smoked. If we make a play or two, big touchdown, cool. But it's more so just for me, kind of a weekend to go relax and you know something to do. I there's guess. something. There's something. There's <laughs> you, something kind of soothing about that, though. For sure, I've been like I remember being at an Oregon game against Wyoming down at Autzen, and like halftime it was a blowout, and student section was cleared out. I could kick my feet back, just chill with Joey, and just like kind of hang out. But um, with that being said, like Dion comes in, you're gonna get a lot more kids interested in going to play for Dion. All the students are now way more interested in the football program. Colorado instantly becomes a topic and a national story in college football because everybody wants to know what is Dion doing, how are the Buffs doing under Dion. Jackson State was is great, but they aren't D one. They aren't Power Five. Like this is huge. And if Colorado can take this three four year run that Dion is there. Then Dion, he's going to parlay this into something bigger. I'm curious what the other teams were. We knew that oh, he was linked to the old Miss job that uh, uh, it was that uh, Q Freeze just it, recently hired. Was there hired was three for. teams? It was um, Colorado, obviously Cincinnati, and uh, South Florida was also being rumored. Um, South Florida, he would have done a great job down I th- there. I thought too. South Florida is where he would have went. It but, makes sense him being a Florida boy. I thought South Florida would have been where he would have stopped, and I can I could see USF. All of a sudden, you know, having a resurgence and, and becoming a, a huge, huge problem. But when you look at those three schools, those three options, what's the biggest difference between those three schools? Two of them are not a Power Five school. One of them is. Yeah. Give me the Power Five. Yeah, school. and I think for for Dion, this is a great opportunity for him to prove that this isn't all gas. This isn't um, this isn't just me talking. This isn't just people following me around because I'm prime. No. I'm a, I'm a damn good coach, and I think we've seen that he is a damn good coach. And if you mix great coaching with great recruiting, three to four years, Colorado could potentially be one of the top three or four teams, six teams in the Pac-12. <laughs> I love how he – top three, four, well, cause then you got six teams. Well, I mean, because really, if you're one of the top six teams, that's still really good. Like you, you said, Hell, there's, I mean, how many there's, teams? There's six in the, in the top 18, 20 right now. If you can be within the top top six teams, like you're in a position to do something. So if he can be one of those top five or six off top, like the, the, the sky's the limit for him because we know he can recruit, and we know we can recruit to remote locations like Jackson, Mississippi. If you've ever been to Jackson, Mississippi, which I have, I've been to uh, I've been to Jackson State. You roll into this school, and it's this really rural area and everything. And there's all these Confederate flags in the windows. They're all over there in the yards. They're they're in the store windows. They're everywhere. And then you pull up to this black college in the mid, in the middle of all that, all this you know, all the the Confederacy and everything. And then you pull up to this this black college. It's really small, remote location, and 
he's been able to do some damn good recruiting there. What is he going to be able to do with this budget from Colorado, with the party the party aspect of Colorado? <laughs> For real, we have to throw that in there too. We can't we can't stop thinking. Uh, you know, we can't think that kids don't think about kicking it at parties. I remember my college recruit trip. There was some partying going on there. Like, and so there, yeah, it's, it's one of those things. So kids think about that for sure. And now you get a chance to play with coach prime. Hey man, Dan Lanning and the rest of the PAC 12 have got their work cut out for them because Deion Sanders based on being Deion Sanders is going to get a lot of kids to come down to Boulder. Uh, so I just wanted to inform you that I've been teasing it the whole damn show that we're waiting to see what the matchups are for the bowl games. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Thank ESPN because apparently they're still doing their college football playoff broadcast. Oh, and uh, they are basically when they stop talking and they end that, then all these reporters can then say what the bowl games are. Like a lot of reporters and journalists already know the matchups, but ESPN is like has the right to announce them. So, <laughs> but there is some lines. Um, some betting lines coming out already on some of the uh, Pac-12 or some of the bowl games, and I'm seeing some matchups right now. I'm seeing Utah at Penn State January mm. 2nd. I'm seeing Tulane at USC as a matchup. So FanDuel has some of these uh, matchups being leaked right now. Rashad, if you'd like, we can do Who Do You Love or we can put it on the back burner this week because, again, we got some bowl matchups. So let's do this. Let's do who do you love bowl uh, matchup. Very uh, early bowl matchups. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's, well, 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 let's hope that a few of these roll in before <laughs> or, uh, before we come back because, again, like some of them are being le- uh, leaked here, it looks like. Okay. Um, so, yeah, but as of right now, um, uh, you know, don't take my word for it. This is what's on FanDuel. But they have Utah at Penn State, which would be your Rose Bowl, and uh, Tulane at USC, which um, would probably be like, I don't know, I, I guess maybe the Holiday Bowl is what that would be, or the Alamo, I don't know. Um, I forget how the conference things all work. So we will wait. We will uh, do a Sports Center update, go to commercials, see if these uh, we get some more bowl game releases here and I'm see if we it. got some to bet, uh, bet on before... Uh, we get to who do you love? So we will get to that next. But first, as I mentioned, we got a Sports Center update for you. Who do you love? Rashad and Joe share their predictions and look back at last week to see if they still love their picks. It's time for Who Do You Love? Part of Sports Sunday on 1080 The Fan. Y'all know this is my favorite song. Shout out to DJ Fish Dicks for making this happen to me. Uh, shout out to my man, Anthony Lackey, too. The man kind of reminded me about our uh, our trip to Jackson State that we took together, you know, out there. And uh, y'all know he's on his way to watch his, uh, he's a Portland State Hall of Famer as well. You know, put that out there. One of the best hoopers that I've seen, but he's on his way to take his little girl, the Lady Enforcers, 7th uh, and 8th grade team to play. So shout out to my guy for reminding me about our Jackson State trip. But this is Who Do You Love? Uh, we're, this is where we make our picks for the week as far as some games that are coming up. Yeah, Jayla better go out there and do work today. I'm sure she will. But uh, we're going to pick some t- uh, pick some teams. We're going to go over the, the picks we have from last week. I know I didn't do well. Uh, my record is crap at this point uh, <laughs> because I have not done well 
so far. Take some easy winners. Get that uh, get that record back up. I think I might have to do that, man. I'm going to take some real, real easy stuff as we move forward. Though. Of course, kickoff has already happened, so there are games <laughs> happening as we speak. All right, let me uh, re- retrace. Uh, yeah, we did the, collectively not a great week. We went 1-5 last week. <laughs> um <laughs> You went 0 and 3. You had Packers six and a half that almost had the backdoor cover against the Eagles. I was almost there. I, I'm, I just keep barely losing every time. That's the thing. It's it's getting frustrating. Whatever. Yeah, that Florida won the week before. Yeah, that sucked too. And the Ducks. Um, you had Trailblazers. Um, I think that Sunday lost as well. And then you had USC as well. Just a, a rough week. Just overall. a rough, rough um, week. I took Kansas State, so that was my one win. Uh, North Carolina plus eight. Um, absolutely blew up my blew up in my face. Clemson just shellacked them. That was really surprising to see that. Um, and then my Chargers minus two and a half last week was such BS, Rashad. I don't know if yeah. you saw how that ended. I did. I did. <laughs> Chargers are driving down the at the end of the game. I'm like, sweet, they score a touchdown, kick an extra point. We're good. We're going to overtime. They can then win and cover the two and a half. Brandon Staley sends the offense back out for the two-point conversion. They get it. They win by one point, and right. Joe Fish is wrong. So it's usually the way it goes, man. We are not Nostradamus over here. So I was we, one. I was like one. I was right. One. I was very wrong, and one. I was just like just right there. Yeah. So we'll try to do much better this week. So Joe Fish, go ahead and start for me, my guy. All right. Yes, I'm not seeing any bowl games popping up just yet. That's cool. But. Um, I do have some for today as far as NFL goes. I am starting with Dolphins 49ers. Miami is traveling to San Francisco, so they are a dog in this. Um, I got the line right now at four and a half. San Francisco favored. I'm going to take Miami to cover that four and a half. We're going to get a great game today in San Francisco. Uh, I'd love to see the Dolphins pull it out and get the win. I am on the Dolphins train. If you've listened to me talk at all over the last five, six, seven years, you know that uh, my dad is a Dolphins fan. And there's, well, there is something I want more than the Dolphins to be good if the Cowboys win a Super Bowl. But I always just want the Dolphins to finally be good and have a good season and be great. And here they are doing so. So I'd love to see a Dolphins win, but I am just going to take Dolphins plus four and a half today. That's a that's a good one. Uh, I'm still trying to find all my point spreads, but I cannot all. But I but I am absolutely taking. Uh, it is week 13, by the way. I I got it this time. I got it this time. We are all good today. Uh, I'm uh, I'm I'm a big. I don't know why. Maybe Russell Wilson being gone has changed my tune. But I've become Seattle has become my my stepson of a team. And so uh, I'm taking the Seattle Seahawks as they visit the Los Angeles Rams, the floundering Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I'm not sure what that point spread is. Let me see. Uh, I believe it was six and a half when I looked at it. It is still six and a half at this point. Seattle is favored uh, to win this game. I'm taking the points. I think Seattle is uh, moving along just the way they should be. They're six and five. Uh, uh, recently, obviously, San Francisco has kind of stepped up and been the team uh, of the NFC West. But. I still believe in Seattle. I do not believe in the Rams, and especially after losing their quarterback for the rest of the year. Uh, I think it's going to be a struggle for them. So, yes, I'm taking Seattle to six and a half. All right. I like that. That is a good one. I mean, with the Rams, how banged up they are, there is no reason. I don't see. Well, A, the Seahawks should not lose this game, but really they shouldn't. It shouldn't be a one-possession game. Uh, I pray that the Rams don't pull some backdoor cover BS. 
and like the Seahawks dominate them all game long, and then they only end up winning by six or something like that. So I pray for you. Yeah. Um, but I, I do like that. Six and a half. Yeah, I, I'm feeling you on that. I am going next to the rematch of the AFC Championship game last year. The Chiefs and the Bengals. They're playing today in Cincinnati. And you're thinking, oof, Cincinnati, first week of December. It could get messy out there. We're looking at high 40s and clear skies. And we're looking at an over-under of 52 and a half. Give me the over for Chiefs-Bengals today. Chiefs, great offense. Bengals, great offense. Give me 52 and a half. We're looking at a high, high 20s, low 30s scoring game. I'm feeling that between these two. Chiefs, Bengals, over 52 and a half. Mm, that's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go with an, uh, a conference matchup, you know, inter, uh, interdivision matchup, and that's uh, I'm taking the the Chargers visiting the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders are a two-and-a-half-point favorite, which is weird to me, but uh, I, I'm taking the Chargers in this one. I think the Chargers are going to win by uh, more, well more than, than two-and-a-half. Uh, I haven't seen anything from the Raiders this season to show me that they have enough fight in them. That's wild that the the Raiders are favored. Uh, that's weird, half. right? You know, that's and, one I, of because those Vegas knows something we don't. And because you know, you, I, I'm not sure, but I'm not sure what the team's record is when they come to Las Vegas. I'm sure it's a little bit different because there is the Las Vegas component to that whole thing. But uh, in, we're talking about the Chargers. You live in L.A. You're yeah. like two hours away from Vegas. L.A. ain't Vegas, though. You know, and it's one of those <laughs> things. And so when you're staying at the nice hotel and everything, it's just it's just a little bit different. But as bad as they've been, like Devontae Adams is still a top five receiver. If you look at his numbers, Derek Carr is still a top 10, 15 quarterback. If you look at his numbers. And so uh, they've been they've been bad at points. However, uh the, the players that are supposed to play well have been playing well. Maybe not as so well that the rest of the team. It's it's affected the rest of the team, but I'm definitely taking the Chargers in this game. I believe in this team. I believe in Justin Herbert. I think the Chargers are going to win. I don't I don't want to say they're going to win big, but I think it's that two and a half points that the Raiders are favored by. I think it's crazy. So are you going to be taking just Chargers straight up? I'm taking Chargers straight up. Yes, okay. indeed. Moneyline Chargers. Yes, indeed. Okay. So, sorry. Your first one again. Uh, Seahawks. Seahawks covering the six and covering a half. Covering the six and a half. All right. Seahawks covering six and a half and Chargers straight up. Okay. Um, because I, you know, my first thought was I'm going to take the Cowboys straight up because let's go get this win, baby. Cowboy up. Let's go big D. But then I look at that uh, spread and I see it's at ten and a half. Cowboys are a ten and a half point favorite on Sunday night football tonight, Rashad. Mm. Yeah, and I saw that. So far this year, I have bet on Chiefs minus 13 and a half. I bet on North North Carolina plus eight. Um, I almost bet on the Chiefs when they had a ridiculous spread against another team. But I'm gonna ride this trend of betting really high spreads. And I'm going Cowboys cover the ten and a half against the Colts on Sunday night football tonight. I think uh, you know, Jeff Saturday getting hired and getting that first win, that was all nice, you know. Yeah, cute little story there, right? Hey, maybe Jeff Saturday can coach. Well, it came back to bite him last week, and I think reality is going to be setting in here real quickly. And Cowboys, I'm sorry. You can call me a homer. You can call me a fan, uh, you know, just biased. Cowboys are one of the best teams in the NFL. They're the best defense in the NFL. Agreed. Their offense is firing on all cylinders right now. 
To me, I don't see why this should be a 10-point game. Again, unless they get that backdoor cover, which I pray to God doesn't happen, but give me Cowboys by at least Yeah, unless the Cowboys really play down to their to their competition, I don't see this being they should win by at least 14, if you're asking me. I mean, so that's that's kind of what I think. Uh, you know me, I'm always going to be a little bit different, so I'm switching to the hardwood. <laughs> of course, that's what she said. Uh, so um, we have the Pacers in town visiting our Portland Trailblazers. Both records are around, right around the same. Uh, the Pacers stand at 12 and 10. The Blazers stand, stand at 12 and 11. Blazers are two and a half point favorites, which seems about right considering how the Blazers have played as of late. I'm taking the Blazers uh, and that two and a half point spread. Because uh, the Blazers are set to get Damian Lillard back tonight. They need him. Uh, they do. And it was uh, smart of them to have Anthony Simons just go off and uh, play his heart out last night until he can't, like, literally move anymore. Like, how about you do that tonight, and then we'll bring Dame back the next night. Yeah, I've been Give you a little bit of a break. Dame, or excuse me, Ant has been great. Uh, he's fallen apart sometimes in the second half for me, but he's had these great spurts to where he's um, put the team on his back and, and really did work. So shout out to Anthony Simon, especially for last night, for coming through for us. But, yes, that's what I'm going to go for today. Uh, and I'm sorry, uh, spread straight up? Two, two and a half, yes, sir. So Blazers cover the two and a half? Yes, indeed. All right, Blazers two and a half. So our picks this week, I got you at Seahawks minus six and a half, Chargers, and Blazers minus two and a half. That's correct. And then I'm going Woo! with Dolphins plus four and a half, Chiefs, Bengals over 52 and a half, Cowboys minus 10 and a half. Wow, a lot of going, going a lot of uh, no straight ups this week. Just all uh, cup spreads and uh, over unders for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I think <sighs> we, we those numbers we, sound about right. You I, know, I've, I'm sure everybody feels like this. I love my picks until I don't. <laughs> oh yeah, until so, until the game actually starts, it's like oh, why when I'm looking at I'm like way? yeah, I'm like all right, yeah, yeah. I'm feeling this. Let let's go, let's go. Well, let's, do, <laughs> do we have more uh more bowl selections up yet? Uh, we'll see, man. These uh, again, these reporters are frothing and foaming at the mouth right now, um, wanting to tweet and release all of the all of the bowl games. So hopefully, hopefully, in this last segment, we'll have some bowl game matchups. Okay. Well, shoot, let's tie a bow on it then, and let's uh, let's just go over some of those potential matchups. Right? Nothing set in stone, but we can just go over what some of those might look like. Right? We can do that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We're, uh, I mean, we're already getting some starting to be reported, like Boise State versus North Texas in the Frisco Bowl. So they're going to be starting to come up. Probably won't talk about that one. (laughs) But, yeah, we can talk about definitely some cool ones. So we'll do that next here on Football Sunday on the Fan and the Odyssey app. Listening to Football Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. 10:53, Sunday, December 4th. Happy birthday, Ho! Jay Z, born December 4th. How do I know that? Because he has a song called December 4th, which is the day he was born. The greatest rapper of all time. Don't say anything about it. It's 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 not a debate. It's not a question. If anybody says anybody else, they're clearly lying. Jay-Z um, is the... No, no. No, I, I'm not going to go there. Okay, I, good. I, I'm I about to say, don't you dare. 
I mean, because, I mean, everybody's got their opinions. They do. Mine but, does not agree with yours. But mine is correct, though. So that's how we'll... That's how we'll do that. Who, who's who's a better rapper than Jay-Z? Again, I said I'm not going to get into it. Exactly, because you can't think of one. No, I have a pl- I have plenty. Say, what are you going to say, Tech 9 <laughs> Tech 9 ja. is better than Jay-Z? Ja. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Midwest no, no, choppers. No, no um, I want to say that uh, this, uh, I know that uh, hip-hop fans like to uh, crap on the Grammys every once in a while, but I want to say that uh, this year's uh, Grammy nominations kind of uh, feels like vindication. Because the top two nominees for hip-hop album of the year are two of my favorite artists, Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar and Pusha, Pusha T. T. Yeah. Those got to be the two front runners. So not Jack Harlow. <laughs> no. Yeah, not Jack Harlow. Uh, sorry, who Jack I Harlow. guarantee will win the Grammy <laughs> he, I, at that point. Listen, I like Jack Harlow. He's hilarious. I, I like his songs. But if that dude wins album of the year over those other two... That it's gonna be ugly. <laughs> See, I'm getting I'm getting texts now. Say Pac, Big Nas, yeah, no. And mind you, Big might be my favorite rapper of all time, but nobody has had more songs about trying to trap and hustle, trying to have parties, all that stuff. Like Pac is a, a poet, and Pac is in the top three for me. But man, Jay is just different. Jay is a you know everybody's. He's well, the Rashad, he's the blueprint. He's not a businessman. He's, he's a, a business, business man. man. You know what I mean? That's that's his man. Handles business. Damn, like he's a he's a different dude. So shout out to Ho. Um, but just just so you're aware, uh, Kendrick Lamar is the best rapper of all time. So Kendrick Lamar is absolutely the best rapper around today. Like that's what I will give him. I will give him that. J Cole is right behind him. As much as people want to hate on uh, the the Canadian. Uh, uh, cuddler, man, Drizzy, Drake is, hey man. The Canadian cuddler. Man, he has a type of music you just want to cuddle to, you know, right? You know, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to do it. You just want, man, I just want to hold you. Like, that's the type of rap is Drake's Don Drake King make. promoting him? Yeah. The Canadian cuddler. Hey, you like that? I just made that up off top, you know what I'm saying? Canadian cuddles, you know what I'm saying, is, is his new name. So, man, that's going to uh, do it for us. What you got going today, Joe? Uh, you gotta go swing football. some golf clubs. <laughs> no, dude, it's uh, <laughs> the windshield factor has changed things when it comes to going to the driving. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely different. It's cold and windy. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, if you're gonna be in the house, being warm, watching football, I'm gonna do the same thing. Uh, I might go get some breakfast from somewhere, and then uh, yeah, some uh, some P Hub, and you know, maybe a nice little nap, and it should be a nice little <laughs> afternoon for you, boy. So, looking forward to it. So, man. Uh, congratulations to the teams that have made it to the college football playoff. Congratulations to the teams that will be announced for bowl games whenever they decide to announce those <laughs> at a, some point. I don't know if I've ever teased something for a full for show. For a full two and hours never and it never happened. So, so, yeah. But they'll be out soon. So, hopefully, you'll be able to celebrate your teams making whichever bowl game they're going to. If not, we'll talk about that sometime next week on next week's show. So, for my guy, Joe Fish, I'm Rashad Taylor. Thank you so much. We'll see you all next week. Later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.